Philippians 1.1 says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers, or elders, and deacons. Hello and welcome back to Think This Way. This is the podcast of Faith Bible Church. As always, I am your host, Pastor Bryce. And I have today with me not another elder, but a deacon, an actual deacon, because we are talking about deacons today, a real-life bona fide deacon, and most of you listening know him, but this is Josh Beer. Josh, thanks for being on here with us. Sure. Thanks, Bryce. My son yesterday brought out a skid steer. Is that, I only know that name right. because of you, Josh. I would never <laughs> know what that is. And Josh gave skid steer toys to both my boys, which they love. So if you know Josh, you probably do think of heavy equipment and manliness and cutting wood and all kinds of things like that, which plays in well to deaconing, which we're going to talk about today. Josh is one of the deacons here at Faith Bible Church. There are three other ones. David Adams, who's been on this podcast before, Jeff Snyder has as well. And then just recently, Brad Smith was brought in as a deacon. We haven't had him on yet. I guess we need to pressure him into joining us sometime (laughs) soon. Well, we've been talking about the local church this quarter, and we talked about elders or overseers or there's several names, pastors, last week. They are really one half of the leadership of a church in a sense. God has provided elders, like we talked about, to give spiritual oversight to the church. But we live in this world. It's a real world full of stuff. There are physical needs. And so God has also provided not just elders in any given local church, but like we see in Philippians 1.1 with the overseers or elders and deacons. This is a second what we would call office with officers in the local church. So what I wanted to do today is just uh, with Josh talk about what a deacon is, and then secondly, what a deacon does. So starting just with what a deacon is, the interesting thing is, like we saw last week, there are two lists of requirements for elders. Not just anyone can be an elder. You have to meet these requirements. Very high standard. Interestingly, just like elders have these two requirement lists for what they have to be in 1 Timothy and Titus, deacons also have two requirement lists. One is found in 1 Timothy 3. The other one is actually in Acts chapter 6. The one in 1 Timothy 3, I'm just going to read it real quick. These are the things required for someone to be a deacon, and you'll notice they're very similar to being an elder. Beginning in verse 8, deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain, They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, interestingly, likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. And the one other requirement list, if you will, is in Acts chapter 6. It doesn't use the word deacons, but it uses the verb to deacon, which is to serve. And it probably is talking about deacons. In Acts 6, 
the elders, or the apostles in this case, tell the church, Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we'll appoint to this duty. So, Josh, we haven't really talked about what a deacon even does yet, but we're starting with this Bible emphasis on what a deacon has to be to be a deacon, really with their character. Why do you think there's so much emphasis in the New Testament on the character of deacons? Yeah, so I think uh, one of the biggest reasons that that uh, is a focal point uh, kind of lends itself into what a deacon does too, but uh, the way I see it as we, we go on in this partnership is the elders have to trust those deacons uh, because a big part of our job is to to take care of those, whether you want to call maintenance or day-to-day things that would free the elders up to do their teaching and preaching. And to delegate those type of duties, you really need to have a group of guys that you can make them aware and then forget about it. Just know it's going to be done and done correctly. So, and to the glory of God. So, um, so like in many other things in life, um, that character being the, the focal point, uh, the Bible's just so wise in so many of the different things it teaches us. And uh, it's, it's pretty obvious that that's uh, just a, a good place to start, I guess, is where I, what I'd say. Uh, so you have the, the character of the man there knowing what his uh, intent is. And then, uh, especially with us deacons, our main push is to over-communicate to each other because it, uh, it's so important uh, in these days, especially. It's, it, it's one of those things that does separate what we do as a church from what, say, a business would do. Because you deacons, as we'll see, are very hands-on you're involved in just the functioning day by day, and you would almost think like, well, then you're business leaders. <laughs> but not actually, because in the business world, these moral qualifications, obviously they help, but they're not necessary. I mean, people don't view those as as long as you get things done. Yeah. And yet for the Bible to say, even if you can get things done, if you don't have this moral requirement, that's, right. that's a great point, because you can't be trusted. Yeah. And I've never it. liked that phrase over the years. I've told people many times before, well, that's just business. Mm. There should be no division there. I mean, your your life and how you live and your business activities, um, you know, they should be one and the same. It should never be called into question. So, yeah, that does, I just kind of kind of came to me there that that's that's always been kind of a sticking point in my mind when people use that phrase so which is just a great picture of why you are a deacon i mean because you do even in the way you think match that standard of it's not just about getting things done you know you can't say it's just business and be unethical that's right yeah but we have to follow a high standard here yeah so those are the high standards set on deacons we're moving now to what deacons actually do And maybe as you're listening to this, you already know, but maybe you don't. We don't always talk about this. Let me begin by saying that list from 1 Timothy 3, I've already said it's very similar to the list for elders. You know, you can't be be alcoholic. You can't be addicted to much wine. You can't be double-tongued. You have to be dignified. And you have to manage your household well. These things are similar to what's required of elders. But there is one very noticeable difference. 
And it is that the list with elders includes able to teach, and the list with deacons doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that deacons can't teach. I mean, you can right. teach. You've done teaching here at the church for mm -hmm. people. It's not that deacons can't teach, but it's not listed as a requirement. And I think that begins to suggest for us the role of the deacon. So before I jump into what that role is, you are a deacon and here you are. <laughs> so you're kind of in the best position to tell us, what yeah. is it that you do? What is the role of a deacon in the church? So, uh, yeah, kind of what I alluded to a little bit before, it's to take that, uh, in my mind, to take that pressure or that busyness off of those more mundane things, maybe uh, sometimes uh, off of the elders, um, I think a lot of people would be surprised how much it takes to keep a church functioning from an elder's perspective and for them to be able to hand stuff or a lot of times to not even be aware of things that are being done and just uh, trusting that they are being done. Uh, that's a big part of what the deacons do. Um, not that we even have to do it all, but I've got other very gifted deacons with me that um, are more gifted than I am as far as gathering people and their talents and putting them in the best positions, whether it's committees or work parties. Um, and that's great. Um, so that's, that's a big part of our job is to facilitate those things because at the end of the day, the roof needs to not leak. The toilets need to stop running. And anybody that owns a household knows that that can be a continuous job and this is a much larger facility so it takes people that there again have the right intent and communicate with each other and uh, we all want to arrive at the same goal and that is to to keep the elder body doing what they're gifted and called to do teaching and preaching and shepherding the church and not have to worry about about the more the, the more mechanical or physical things yeah that, that comparison to owning a house, that's what I think of because, <laughs> you know, we bought our house. It's, it was built in the 1800s, yeah, yeah. mid-1800s, so, wow, it has character. <laughs> well, I struggle too, and our house was built in 1972. Okay, so, so yes. for everybody, it's yeah. for everybody, <laughs> you know, but, but the amount of work that goes into just minimally yeah. keeping that thing going. Yeah. And then this is a very large building here because we gather corporately. And so you have to have, in the early church, they would just find a large church. Like Lydia, right. she's a seller of purple, so she probably has a larger house. Yeah. So you go in her house. Well, here we have a few hundred people, so <laughs> we can't fit in anyone's house. And so, a few million light bulbs. And a few million light <laughs> as you know. <laughs> we don't have to think about that. That's the beauty of it, but you do. Yeah. And so just to keep a place functioning like this, if it fell upon the elders... That would be all we did. Yeah. Right. It really would be basically all we did. We wouldn't really have time for other things. So so the deacons, I like the way you put that of you you really are freeing the elders up for the work we're doing. Right. And so anyone in the church who benefits from any elder teaching, you know, doing some teaching, doing counseling, helping in marriages, the preaching on Sundays, Mike leading worship. If you think of anything you're seeing an elder do. It just couldn't happen without the deacons. You know, yeah. you guys are freeing us up to do that, which I appreciate. Yeah. Like I said, Acts 6 really doesn't use that word deacon, um, but it uses the verb to deacon. And I do think that's 
where God sort of initiated this role of deacon in the church. And what you had there were the apostles in the church in Jerusalem early, early on. And the apostles are focused on the word of God in prayer, just like elders. But they're in the Jerusalem church. Lots of people are coming to Christ. And then there's this conflict that rises in the church, and it has to do with the widows of one sort of ethnic background and the widows of another one. But the widows of one ethnic background are being, they're claiming they're being overlooked when the church is distributing food for those in need. And the elders have the option of involving themselves in that matter with thousands of people, you know. But they realize then we would neglect the word of God in prayer. And so they tell the church, you guys find, in that case, seven people, seven men of good repute, full of spirit and wisdom, and we'll appoint them to to deacon, to serve the tables, to deal with the practical matter of making sure those widows are cared for. And so deacon really, literally, it just means a servant. That's what the word means, a servant. You're serving and typically in practical ways to free the elders up. For those who are curious, how did you, Josh, become a deacon at FBC? What did that process look like? Uh, So it's been, what, maybe a couple of years ago um, that I think it was Dan that approached me and asked if I would uh, prayerfully consider going down the road of becoming a deacon. And interestingly enough, I just thought of this uh, the other night. I hadn't thought of it in years, but years ago, um, I had been asked before here at Faith Bible Church, and God just put it on my heart that, well, we had younger kids at the time, which anybody that has younger kids knows that takes uh, quite a bit of energy and focus. Um but I also felt at the time, if I remember right, that there were other brothers that it just, I don't know whether you want to say it didn't feel right at the time for me. It just didn't seem like that's where I I should be used at the time. So, um, yeah, so it's not a, it's not necessarily elders, you know, finding someone, picking them out. It's a done deal. Uh the Holy Spirit, you allow it to work. Um, you talk uh, with your wife. You, you pray about it. Um, and this time, it just seemed like the right thing to do, uh, especially with the challenges our church has gone through. And we've just always wanted to be there to help whenever we can. And with my season of life, it's just uh, it's it's worked out well. Uh, just having um, more time uh, to devote to some of the tasks here that need to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't know you had been asked in the past, but yeah. I can see God's hand in that. In that when the split happened, we lost all the deacons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so in 2020, we were deaconless, mm-hmm. you know, among other problems. And yeah. so that was kind of unique. And so that was when we looked around and went, okay, who's basically a deacon who's not a deacon? <laughs> certainly you qualified, but yeah. that's why you had been asked before. And I'm, yeah. Very grateful it worked out that way. So then yeah. you very graciously then came on as a deacon and basically saved all of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's God's doing, but oh my goodness. I can't, I can't imagine what that was like <laughs> as a leadership body <laughs> yeah. when yeah. we had the church change. Yeah. All of these things come flooding into your mind. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do yeah, that? Yeah. And that's where we pull together as a church. And yeah. yeah, that's why, like I said, the Word of God is just so... Uh, so wise, you know, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and even I know we're I don't have a question about this in here particularly, um, but it is interesting. Deacon, it's an office, but it is closely related to giftings that God gives a person. There are some people who never in any circumstance should be a deacon. Like, I should never be a deacon. You know, I mean, it wouldn't help anybody, uh, but it's just a matter of gifting. And it is interesting how uh, within and outside of the church, in your own life, how you've, no one would deny who knows you, you're clearly gifted for physical maintenance, for upkeep of things, for being able to think that way and do things. And it is interesting how that's really God's care for the church. And 2020 reminds us of that. I mean, <laughs> it was a disastrous time. So you yeah. are thinking like, oh, wow, how are we going to survive? That's right. Uh, but God had already gifted you. I mean, it already worked in your life, gifted you and prepared you for that moment. And then to be brought in as a care for God's people it gives me a lot of confidence that God cares for his church. That's right. Yeah. That's right. One last question I do have for you is... So we said the word deacon, it's diakonos in Greek. The word deacon does just mean a servant. And there's a sense, of course, in which we're all servants. Mm -hmm. If there's ever a need, like the parable of the Good Samaritan, the man is hurt, we can't say, well, I'm not gifted to help a hurt man. So we all are called to serve in the church and in any practical ways. And so even for me, as ungifted as I am, if we need to paint something and I'm available, (laughs) then I'll paint it. How does what you do in an office of deacon, how does that relate to the calling of every believer in the church to be a servant and serve in practical ways? So, yeah, it, in my mind, it just boils down to uh, a pretty basic point um, that you spend a lot of time in prayer throughout your life and you go where God leads you. Um, wherever you're called to go, wherever you see a need. I can remember when Carrie and I first started coming to FBC. We're in our 21st year now. And uh, at the time, there were a lot of things that we were used to in our uh, church that we grew up in that we didn't have here, and we would maybe bring it up here or there as you know, something that could really edify everybody. And we took a lot of those things on. You know, so um, where there's a need, you fill it, you know, and God will bless that. And as that need outgrows you, you find other believers that are willing to help and and you plug people in. And it's a just a great way to tie people into the church, build relationships, continue living as a church family like we're called to do. So, yeah. So someone shouldn't think. Well, we have official deacons, and so I don't need to serve. You would not recommend that. No, no, (laughs) not at all. And I can tell you, the more we talk about deacon and a deacon's family, uh, that's my mom and dad growing up, you know. Um, So there's a calling right there for all you fathers and husbands out there. Uh, Even if you did not have that in your past, it starts now, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just who my dad was. Uh, rarely spoke, always there to help out, regardless of what the need and who the need was for. So, yeah, I just, that's all I saw growing up. So, oh. yeah, oh. what a blessing. Truly. Well, you who are listening to this, maybe the idea of what a deacon is has been fuzzy in your mind. You're familiar with the word. 
There are some other church traditions where the deacon basically functions as an elder. That might be in your past as well. Or maybe you just never thought about what a deacon is. Whatever the case may be, may God help us now by his grace to think this way. Mm-hmm.